Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dumb Dumbs and Dice, the production company that's made the video you're watching or the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing five weekly podcasts, a sixth event podcast, video event one-shots, and an additional video D&D campaign. But we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumbdumbdice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows and vote on the way their stories will progress. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1, and there's great value for you at even that level. So please, join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for being part of our stories. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dum Dums and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god pun. Get it? Dice? Merchandise? Anyways... You can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dum Dums and Dice characters and their catchphrases. There are plenty of different designs available, so there is guaranteed to be something you love. To show your love of Dum Dums and Dice, go to redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. That's D-U-M-B. D-U-M-B. D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back. Redbubble.com slash people slash dice. Get your merchandise today. All art supplied by the brilliant decapitated markers. Welcome back, children of the night, to Blood and Syrup, a Vampire the Masquerade live play podcast. I am your host, Count Vlad von Lestat, drinker of blood keeper of the Chronicle, and all round the spooky dude. Ah, 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 ah. The nature of the wild hunt has been revealed, and it's a cannibalistic human hunting nightmare. Iris infiltrated the hunters and has a weapon of her own, and Ridley and Everett have decided it's time to hunt the hunters. Abandon hope, all ye who listen here. Ridley, as your teeth tear open the throat of the man holding uh, the, the hunting rifle, you just can't help but smile. Ever since you got here, there's been a lot of cloak and dagger nonsense. You're trapped in the woods. You're covered in dirt. You know, you're taken over the city bit by bit. But honestly, like, it's been tough. Xanatos has been, you know, he's, he's a kid. He's going through some moody phases. It's, it's been a challenge. You miss your mom. Uh, you miss 50 Stone and the boys back, back across the pond. 
and you haven't really had got to have much fun since you got here. But man, eating this asshole pretty fucking fun. So he is grasping at at your um your like <laughs> improvised ghillie suit, uh, and he's just like, "Do you know who I am?" Uh, and I think while I'm eating him, I go, "Oh yeah." You're dead. Uh, and then I just punched through his skull into a tree. So it's just full pulp. Cool. Yeah. So his head explodes um, and his uh, his body falls sideways. Um, you look at the, the gun, but I feel like at this point, am I correct in thinking you don't really give a shit about firearms at this point? This is more of a... No, no. Because we want it to be quieter as well. Experience. So I think he'd be getting close. But he'd probably, if it had a sling... Just, like, sling it around himself, because I think Ridley's idea would be, and then if we find a naked person, we can give them the gun. <laughs> yeah, all right, that's pretty good. Um, okay, you can also reduce your um, hunger by one. Because you've slaked your thirst. So, um, <laughs> I don't need a messy successy. I'm just going to get fucking messy all on my own. <laughs> so we're a few minutes into the wild hunt, and already things have turned to chaos. Um, there are uh, gunshots. Um, you're pretty sure you heard a flamethrower, but you can't. You, you can see kind of a flickering of fire in the distance, but you're not sure. Um, you lost sight of Everett pretty quickly. I think because as he was like trying to sight um, Harvey, and you just saw targets. This was a pretty easy easy call for you. Uh, and uh, this this fellow happened to be the unfortunate first man you caught. He was um, lining up a shot on um, a um, a guy who was kind of like running running through the like a fairly athletic guy who was running through the trees, uh, and you thought it might be an appropriate time to have a snack. So you uh, his his pulped head and body kind of slumped to the ground. You sling the gun up around uh, your shoulder. Um, what do you think your your strategy is for for the fight? I think Ridley's strategy, because he's used to kind of like ugly street fights, and this may be the woods, but it's an ugly street fight with like two sides. Uh, he's dressed and he has weapons and all the victims are naked. So he would probably be trying to just get close to people where they would assume he was another hunter until he's within arm's reach. And then it's just kill him fast and quiet. And I, I will say there are people dressed in full camo. Like there's definitely some people who came dressed in the suit that you had in your head when you called uh, the Bouchard brothers, like full ghillie suit. Like there's a real hunter porn thing going on. Um, yeah. So I think it's like lay, he gets to play like he's part of the pack kind of thing. And then totally. when he get anybody separated, he'd take him out. He would take greater risks if someone was about to kill someone in the woods. He'd throw down then like he because he. He believes people have to kind of be a part of the evil world for right. them to be sacrificial. So he wouldn't just like let somebody get shot to these are these are get people who advantage. aren't in the game. Yeah, that's why he'd be like arming them. If one of them is nearby when he kills somebody, he'd be like, "Hey, oi, put on these fucking clothes. <laughs> they don't know you fucking victim unless you're naked." Okay, yeah. So you the, you find the the, the athletic guy, um, and he's like, "That's a good tip." Thanks. And he starts putting on this guy's suit. The suit is much bigger than he is, so he looks like a child wearing his dad's suit. Um, but it's better than nothing. He's like, uh, uh, listen, man, uh, sorry, I know we just met, but uh, you mind giving me that gun? Oh, got- yeah, he, here you go. He tightened the rifle. Oh, I got these two. Uh, and <laughs> because Ridley's like the man of a thousand burner phones, so just be like, take your phone. <laughs> I'll call you in a bit. When it's safe to go, we can get you a call ride or something. But just like, fuck off and hide. Oh, that's great, man. Thanks. Hey, does this have long distance minutes? 
Ah, uh, well, I mean, technically it's sort of pay as you go. So. Oh, all right. Yeah, that's cool. I can just top up then. Yeah, yeah. Just make sure that you leave like two minutes. So if I need to call you, then I yeah, can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. That, that's cool. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. You're, you're, you're a cool dude. Yeah, you're, you're a cool guy too. Uh, good luck. Thanks. You too. Uh, and he, he darts off into the woods. Um, so, Ryan, uh, I'm going to get you to roll me um, three strength and brawl checks, please. Okay, cool. Or melee, if you feel like that's more appropriate. But I feel like you're you're not. No, you're Ridley not like actually fisticuffs. This is just like full on. Like I'm gonna throw you into a tree. Also, his because of Ridley's vampiric nature, he actually his unarmed attacks do aggravated damage to mortals. So it's the exact same as if he was using a weapon. Yeah, so yeah. he just throws down. Plus, it'll look like a bear. That's his running theory. Is he can get as gross as he wants. <laughs> All right. All right. Said so three checks, right? Yeah. Uh, we're gonna take the the. Um, it's kind of a two out of three kind of deal. So we're gonna cool. see where you fall. Okay, that is four successes for the first one. Okay. And that is five successes for the second one. Jesus. We're real murdery today. <laughs> Always. I feel like uh, there's that scene in Futurama where um, they put Bender in jail. Um, and it's one of my favorite line deliveries of the entire series. And he's just like, oh, no, Bender. How are you going to get out of these bars? Oh, wait a minute. And he just bends them. And like, what's funny is he cuts himself off because he's just so fucking like, fucking, of course I can do this. And then they walk out. I feel like I accidentally put three bending units in a room full of bars. Yeah. And then I've got three successes and one of them is a 10. Okay, cool. Um, so you succeed on all three. Uh, you also succeed with an overall margin of six. So I'm going to let you have some fun. Um, but uh, yeah, generally speaking, you're in good shape. So basically the way we're going to play this, rather than rolling for every single thing, is I'm going to get each of you to kind of roll for the major action you're taking, unless you're taking a bunch of smaller actions. Um, in your case, it's kill as many of the, um, the LGS hunters as you can. In Tyler's case, it's going to be finding Harvey. And probably Dominic, but Harvey first. And Miles, in your case, what is Iris's objective now that she's out here? You're in a real strange position where you're trying to fit in. Um, you're still trying to find Dominic and, to some extent, Harvey. But those are really Everett objectives. Mm -hmm. How into that are you? Because I think one of the most interesting things about this coterie is you all agree to help whoever's got the issue, but you don't all necessarily need to care. This is a real, like, how far have you slid into vampirism type question. Because I feel like, as a human, it'd be like, oh, no, I want these humans to survive. But given that we're all starting to slowly lose our humanity, where's Iris at on this terrible comedian I saw one time needs to survive? Because you hated that show. <laughs> <laughs> and you know he's a detective or something, but, like, really, he's just a bad comedian. Sorry, who is this that we're talking about? Harvey? Um, Harvey, Harvey yep. Grimm. So Harvey, if you'll remember, retired to Montreal to be to follow his dreams as a stand-up comedian. And we did um, all see him do stand-up. You that all, one you all went to the bar. show and right. you hated it. Uh, you know he's important to Everett, but 
I don't know that you would... I guess what I'm trying to figure out is whether you'd actively be trying to save him in the same way Everett is, or if more like Ridley, you'd be following your own objective. I think I'd probably be following that. my own objective. I don't know that I'd be necessarily, but I think that if I was to see someone stalking Harvey, I would... But I think I already took care of that. I think, Har- I think, Harvey, I think Harvey was for Brooke, right? Uh, no, Jerome is for Brooke. Uh, that's Jerome Mann, the man cave of which you visited previously. Oh, okay. Um, but, um, nevertheless, you did take Brooke off the board. Um, so then what is Iris's prime objective? Is it killing Seth Hazlitt? Is it just blending in? The other question is, do you think you're going to want to, like, do you need to maintain the fiction to continue to be able to participate in LGS things. You don't really know much about this organization other than this. Mm-hmm. It may not have anything beyond this you want. Uh, but those are the sorts of questions uh, I'd like you to figure out. We'll switch over to Tyler as he does his roles. But if you could figure those out and let me know mm-hmm. uh, when we come back to you, that would be dope. Um, Tyler. Yeah. Um, so your strategy is less shoot everything that moves, more find Harvey, and then find Dominique. Is that correct? Yep. Okay. Let's uh, let's go with um, both investigation and I think wits or resolve rather than intelligence because this is uh, a high pressure scenario. I will also say this check is going to be uh, the way disadvantage works in this is I just bump up the the difficulty um, level of the check. The difficulty will be higher in this because this isn't a crime scene. This isn't what you're used to investigating. Yep. Um, your skill set still applies. It's just in a drastically different way. Yeah, I'm going to roll eight dice. Uh, and if our solo session is any, any indication, eight dice will yield like seven failures. <laughs> because, for, because fuck, I guess. Yeah, it was... Uh, there you go. I, I dubbed that miniseries the Messy Successes. Uh, really, Everett's should have been like, the untold multiple failures. Unfucking believable. Okay, I have one more die to roll to total my my whole thing. Yay! So we'll just roll one more. It's fine. I have no hunger dice because I'm topped up. Yeah, it's fine, Tyler. Just think of it as consistency. You're just you're a continuity fan. Yeah. Okay. Eight dice, two successes. Fuck me up. All right. Um. So uh, there's there's chaos. You're still um, adjusting to how acute your senses have become, having um, drank from Martha. Um. So in a way, uh, you're almost getting like um. Uh, you know, after image when you get like a, f- a bright flash and there's the the glowing bits, yep. the flares are really fucking with your eyes. Oh, um, yeah. The you know the the moon is bright, but like the, there's red, there's darkness. It's it's very hard to keep track, particularly because I think you keep trying to use the scope to get like better distance on things. You're not trying to shoot anyone. You're just literally using it to mm-hmm. sight. Um, and yeah, you're not a you're not a rifle guy. You're you're a pistol guy. So yep, uh, you're very disoriented. Uh, go ahead and roll again. This is the two out of three deal. Okay. I will say you have a negative hold coming with you from that previous one. Uh, do fives pass or fail? fail. Uh, it's remember. six to ten that pass. Six to ten, okay. A little better. One more to roll. That's better. Four successes. Okay, so you just make it on that one. Um, all right, one more. This is what will tell the tale. Yes. Good. Uh, 
That's another four successes. All right. So um, <clears throat> I'm bringing forward your minus two, um, mm -hmm. but uh, in the same way I brought forward Ryan's plus six. But uh, overall, um, successful results. So after a few minutes of, of complete and total chaos, um, you manage to, to kind of calm yourself. Um, and I think it's one of those things where you just take a moment and realize that you, you're literally running through the woods staring down a sniper scope trying to find things. And just take a second. What am I doing? Yeah, exactly. It'd be like, no, I shouldn't be holding down L2 right now. I can just look around. Um, and it's, it's just kind of stopping and considering like, no, I, I can do this. I know how to process a crime scene. I'm just letting myself get carried away with, with the chaos. Um, so you begin a more methodical uh, search. And I think yeah. part of that is like move through the woods, pause, quick scope of all the people you see running. Don't see Harvey. Move on. Uh, Miles, what are what is your objective? Um, yeah, I think I think my objective might to go after Seth. Yep. I don't like him, and I don't like being beholden to him at all because he's a dick. Yeah, you already have one sire. Uh, two yeah. is too big. So I think. He has so I think I want to, I, I, like, my objective is to get Seth and, as a result, kind of, like, supplant him. And, and I'd rather have, like, Lily as my mentor in this. So, because I feel like she's got more, we've got a better relationship already as sort of, like, equals. So that we can kind of maybe, maybe maneuver her as the head of this. Cool. Okay. So I'm not going to have you roll anything just yet. We'll have you roll when you actually encounter Seth. The next thing I need you to think about is what Iris's plan for this is. Do you need to lose Lily? Do you need to, like, figure out the, the exact steps of this for me? And then we'll have you roll those individually. Okay. Uh, in a moment. Uh, okay, wicked. So, um, Tyler, you are, uh, Everett is pushing through the trees. Um, and yeah, sure enough, you can see there is definitely a tiger running around. Uh, you see some exotic animals. Um you see um, a, uh, a woman uh, take a, um, an arrow through the back of the head um, and uh, collapse uh, in, into the trees. And um, you hear um, what is in all likelihood a YouTube influencer of some sort yelling, Yay, I got one. Did you see how she fell? I got her right in the head. This is the best. Urge to kill rising. <laughs> It's up to you, man. You no, can you can no, see you can see the the lady with a bow. She's like jumping up and down, um, and then she she hugs her pal, um, who's like, "Yeah, good shot, honey." It's a shame we couldn't finish what we were doing earlier. Oh, I have priorities, but good lord, that's insufferable. <laughs> <laughs> There's just like a close up of your finger closing around the trigger, and then like slowly uh, like releasing, and then just tightening again. It's like no, no. Yeah. Um, okay, so you continue on. Um, you make your way through, um, and then uh, to your surprise, um, you see um, a, a kind of large, uh, kind of older, out of shape guy, um, kind of like rushing someone covered in a um, what looks to be uh, almost like a blanket um, into a, a small clearing. Uh, and it, it looks like, I mean, you, you've seen Harvey in the shower. That's definitely Harvey's ass. Um, <laughs> and uh, he um, he kind of shoves her into a clearing, uh, and then all of a sudden, because there's a minus two on your file, 
um, a bullet tears through his back, um, and you see him just like oh, grunt and stumble. Looks like it got him in the shoulder. Um, it went clear through him, so it, it it's probably not mortal. Uh, but uh, you see him kind of like just stumble and fall, um, and uh, the the figure in uh, the the cloak uh, just kind of like uh, spins around um, and drops uh, drops to his knees next to him, and you just hear a voice say. Uh, Mr. Grimm, are you all right? Uh, where did the shot come from? Um, yeah, so as you, you, you sort of um, pan back across uh, with your rifle, um, you see uh, what looks like uh, Seth Hazlitt um, just kind of in the trees, um, just kind of looking down from the scope of his rifle, being like, shoulder? Ah, damn it. Uh, meanwhile... Uh, Iris, um, you and Lily have been kind of like moving through the trees and uh, you caught sight of Seth kind of like uh, very happily kind of like doing the full on like I'm playing army um, through the trees um, and then line up a shot uh, and fire it. And then you heard, heard a scream through the bushes. So at the same time that Everett is um, just sort of starting to sight, like trying to track where the bullet came from, uh, you and Lily are sneaking up and Lily's like, honestly, with a rifle that good. Anyone could hit anything. I don't think Seth's heart's really in this. He doesn't seem like the right guy to be leading this. How did that happen? Money. He has a lot of money. Well, that's just so much money. Not fair. Gimme. It seems Gimme's like he's just bank account is yeah. He funded a lot of the people who are here. It just seems that he bought his way to to something. And why should we follow that? I mean, he, he is very enlightened. I mean, this, this tradition had, had fallen off almost entirely until he used his money and resources to get all the, the willing volunteers. But it sounds to me like you have so much more vision than he does. Well, I mean, sure, but I am but a humble real estate agent. Um, now, listen, we, we can talk about this later, but um, I got to tell you, I have not eaten today because I was fully expecting a good meal tonight. So uh, at the very least, I want to gorge on some tiger if not some some willing human. So, I mean, um, I mean, I'm just feeling like we need to make a move here, and and I don't want Seth to to lead us. I think I think you should, and I think we should make. Sh- I just feel like it's the path to enlightenment to to put someone better on on this throne. Just go and like full on coup in the woods, huh? Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, what if they eat Seth? That's what I mean. You, I'm, I'm, yeah. she can eat, you can eat Seth, Lily. Think of, Think all, of all the, the positive, positive you can absorb positiveness you can absorb from this, this, this guy who, who brought us all together. All right, Miles, I'm going to make you roll a, a check for realsies on that. Yeah, well, um, of course. You've got... Uh, <clears throat> so, I know I look this up every fucking time. Um, your... Vampire discipline, I believe. You do have one that convinces people of things when you need it to, correct? I know yeah, got, I mean, uh, you can see I the have, future. I have awe. I have presence. I have awe, which can, which is like a plus one to my persuasion and charisma. Okay, yeah. So let's let's go with that, and that's just a passive one. Yeah, that one just runs. Um. Yeah, you don't need to to roll for that. Okay. Um. So go ahead and roll, um, definitely persuasion. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to say this is manipulate, not charisma because 
charisma would be like, a, oh, thanks, that is cute, but like, I don't know. Whereas manipulate is like, but you really should, though, right. right? Which I also, um, okay. So I get just a plus one to persuasion then. Given the stakes involved in this, uh, I will quote uh, our, your, your pal and mine, RuPaul, and say, don't fuck it up, because this is a <laughs> high stakes game you're playing in the woods. That's four successes. Just enough. Uh, okay. Um, Lily nods to you um, and uh, says, yeah, eating Seth. Surely if he believes as much in our mission as, as he claims to, then he too, of course, will, will be willing uh, to make this the sacrifice, but I, I, I don't. I look. I've known him for years. I, I don't know if I can, if I can do it. Did he? He said this that that this would be okay. He said that he said he would he do. Believes in our mission. He said he would do anything for his mission. Well, I guess. Long live the queen. Um, and uh, she starts to raise her crossbow. Here's my question to you, Miles. Do you want to try and shoot him first? Yes. Okay, so um, go ahead and... Well, okay, in that case, you put a hand on, on her crossbow because you, you want to set her up as your fake mentor, right? Yes. Okay, so you kind of turn to her and um, you, you put a hand on the crossbow and uh, you say something to the effect of like, let me do this for you, new sponsor, uh, and then you line up your shot. Mm-hmm. Um, Everett. You've just seen um, Harvey and uh, the cloaked figure stumble into this clearing. You've just sighted um, Seth in the woods. What are you doing? I got to kill Seth because he's shooting my friend. All right. So go ahead. Um, Miles, can you roll me, please, a dexterity and um, I think firearms is as close as we're going to get. Or athletics. Either of those would be fine. Tyler, for you, I need um, either, yeah, uh, dexterity or resolve. Actually, let's say resolve. Uh, resolve and firearms, please. Okay. What happens? Does your chances go down if you only have a certain amount of dice to roll? Uh, no. I set a difficulty in my head for how many successes you need. Yeah, but what if the dice I have is under that... Then you fail. Okay, then then you need then. to roll a critical success in order to get okay. it. Okay. One. Uh, one successes. success. Because I have two dice. Okay. Um, I'm a talky motherfucker. I don't do. I don't do shooting. You dramatically pull uh, the uh, the string back on the bow um, and let loose the arrow, which which kind of flies through the trees. And as it as it goes, like yeah, Iris, you are thinking exactly that. Like this is not. You've, if you've ever shot a bow, or if you have, it was like at summer camp when you were ten. Like, this is dumb. It is very easy to shoot, at least. Um, so you, you launch, and uh, the arrow kind of flies off into the darkness. And for a second, you're you just realize like you've just completely fucked up this moment. Um, and then Seth's head explodes. <laughs> um, and uh, you just kind of turn back to Lily, who looks very impressed. What do you say? 
Bon Appetit. Damn. Uh, all right. So Everett, you see um, uh, Seth collapse into into the trees, um, and then uh, you you see the you see kind of Harvey struggle um, up on on one elbow um, as the uh, the figure reaches out and puts like um, a hand on his shoulder, um, and she just says, uh, "Don't worry, Mister Grimm. I think uh, I think my friends and I've got it from here." Um, and as you watch. The arm goes from kind of like almost lily white to sprouting hair at a rapid speed. And um, the woman throws the cloak off. And for a moment, you see outlined in the the moonlight um, a a sort of beautiful naked woman um, crouched over Harvey Grimm, who just kind of looks up into the trees through a fringe of kind of her, her long hair. Um, and she smiles as her, her skin begins to sprout hair. Um, and then with a guttural cry, she howls at the moon. And then to your shock, you hear howls from throughout the trees. Motherfucker. Um, Outstanding. 10 out of 10. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and, uh, then the screams begin. Speaking of screams, uh, Ridley, during this event, you are uh, still murdering your way through the trees. So at this point now, um, you've, uh, I think we'll say the plus six is, is going to be your ultimate kill count for the woods. Um, you've dropped four of them. Uh, is there anything in particular you'd like to do other than just, like, you've, you've set a few people free. Um, a few people were already dead, but, you know, fuck them. Um, is there an additional goal that you would like? Because you did roll very well, or is it just kill as many as you can? Ridley's always looking out for number one in any of these moments, and I think he's also aware that a lot of these people are very rich, and rich people are stupid and thumbprint their phones and keep their accounts on their phones. So I think he may have tried people's phones on their dead thumbs to see if he can, like, essentially drain any bank accounts or any assets he might find useful. All right. I'll just give that to you with the plus six. Um, That's pretty dope. Um, I'm going to say by the time your murder spree is done, uh, you will have siphoned... um, Just like a bear would have. <laughs> yeah. An illiterate bear is like, ah, yes, send transfer. <laughs> what can I say? It's a bear market. Yay. Oh, boy. Uh, I rolled uh, pretty well. Um, Ryan, you've managed to pull uh, $98,000. Um, this is because, to Tyler's point, uh, being an illiterate man with a phone... You're just mashing a bunch of things to make make go. Yeah, it has um, to be a bank I recognize and an app I'm already using. Because I understand money, but I cannot read instructions and well, I cannot do anything Honestly, the way I'm imagining this is that like you're dragging one person with you and being like, tell him to open the fucking phone. And they're like, oh, geez, just do it, Jerry. Just do it. He's really mean. Um, like you just found a Morty to bring with you um, on your, your killing spree. Um also, uh, Ryan, uh, as I said, we're going to say your kill count is about six. Uh, we've already seen one. Um, it'll take all night if we do all of them. Uh, but please recount for me your three favorite kills in the woods. 
okay, really had wanted to try this for a while, and he saw a guy that was hunting a lady with a bow, and he doesn't respect bow hunting because he thinks it's mean. Use a gun or just punch it. Don't be an asshole. So uh, he snuck up behind him and managed to pin him to the tree with his knee and then just sunk a hand in his mouth and then just folded him in half backwards. And he didn't know he could do that, but he can now, and that is impressive. So that was an exciting highlight for him. Uh, he went to another one, and this one I think was he just snuck up on a guy who seemed pretty terrible, uh, and, and he'd always wanted to know what because he's like theoretically comic books might make sort of sense to him because he can look at pictures at least the covers, uh, and he'd seen that one where Bane breaks Batman, but he couldn't read what the sound was, so he picks this guy up and redoes the knee break just so he can hear it, and now he knows one word and it's just crunch, but he knows it. Uh, just if he sees that one. And then for the third one, I think he wasn't sure whether he could do this or not, but he managed to get two people who were together and crush both of their heads in one move. And it was like a watermelon. He did again. I think there's sort of a sense of fun for Ridley where he gets to take off all the moral quandaries and needing to like make friends or be powerful in the streets. And he just gets to figure out how strong he is. And the answer yeah, is very this strong. This is just that zombie land montage where it's just like, oh, it's fun because everyone's a zombie now. We don't need to worry about the ethics of this. Um, I would like to submit that that's the YouTube couple just because I need a win in here as well. <laughs> <laughs> sure. It's a it's the world's strangest unboxing. Um <laughs> so, um, great. So that all happens. Uh, ugh. Hi there. I'm Tom McGee, and I love stories. And odds are, if you're listening to our shows, you do too. So, if you're wondering how you can help support our storytelling and world building and these wonderful characters and their sometimes ridiculous journeys, you can head on over to patreon.com slash dumdumdice. There you'll find a variety of different levels and different perks starting from as low as a dollar, which gets you into our Patreon-only Discord where you can talk about the latest episodes, all the twists and turns, and just generally hang out with some truly lovely people. There's a whole variety of levels with everything from advanced episodes, ad-free feeds, to of course at our $25 level getting to create your very own character who appears in some of our shows and sometimes becomes a, a long-running friend or foe of our characters. So, if you want to get involved, if you want to help us tell more of these stories, then head on over to patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. And help us create more of these fun adventures together. Hey everybody, Tom McGee here, your friendly neighborhood DM, and I just wanted to thank you so much for listening to our shows. I hope you're having a great time. Obviously we are. I'm probably really stressed because they're they're probably doing something horrible to me right now, but uh, I hope you're enjoying it, and uh, we're enjoying you being here. And listen, if you want to get a little bit more involved uh, in our show and with the various things we do, you can check out patreon.com slash dumdumdice where you can find more information about how you can become a part of the show, how you can screw with me on air, how you can add names and all that sort of stuff. And it's a great way to support us in our ongoing dumb adventures. So thanks very much for joining us. And I will see you out there in the dumbverse. So, uh, Everett, um, weirdly, this decision is going to fall to you. Um, Dominic, uh, smells the air. Dominique smells the air. Um, and then she looks in your direction. Um, and she, by this point she's fully wolfed out, like just, you know, doubled in size, hunched over. Um, and you hear, um, her hiss kind of through the, the trees. Kindred. Uh, will you stand in our way or help us? Um, you remember from your call with, uh, 
with your maker that um, come on uh, werewolves are a big fucking problem. Um, they are viewed as uh, they're generally known as the great enemy. Um, they are one of the few things that's real fucking good at killing kindred. Um, they're also very tasty for kindred. Um, and you know from uh, your first night with the Bouchard brothers that uh, the werewolf population uh, in and around Montreal is high. That said, mm. the Masquerade and the Cambrilla have rules. Everett Fry does not, necessarily. So, here's my question to you. What do you do about Dominique Looney? I think almost exclusively because of the current situation, it's it's talking time and not vampire versus werewolf time. Um I do like my my role in the city of Montreal is to represent not necessarily represent, but to ensure a foothold for the for the Camarilla um and then to reinstate a a prince or anything like that and basically get the masquerade under control here and all of that means killing werewolves but harvey grimm is lying on the ground um and you mentioned her name do i recognize her as Dominique you, you did yes yeah, yeah also it yeah. would make sense to you that the only person harvey would be like actively trying yeah. to save would be her yeah that that counts as well that matters so uh yeah, I think I would. Um, I would. Uh, I would have the rifle kind of like slung around my shoulder so that I can raise it and lower it. And so I would just release it and let it hang in front of me, hands up, and say, um, "I'm not going to stand in your way. I'm here to rescue him. I'm here to rescue Harvey Grimm." Um, and then, so she uh, smiles literally wolfishly. Um, and just says, a kindred with a heart. That's a new one for me. He is a good man. Take care of him. And she touches him almost tenderly. Uh, and she just says, he cares where few others do. And then she bolts off into the woods. Iris, you and Lily are standing over... Seth, uh, whose head exploded from a, a high-powered rifle round. Um, and uh, Lily's like, um, okay, so we're going to probably need to do this privately because I don't necessarily know that everyone else will be super cool with this. Well, I've got some, some abilities in place. I'll, I'll be able to move up, as you suggest, but we really I can't just kind of drag him back or call the, the bartenders to come get him. So we should probably move him somewhere a bit safer sure unless you think uh, unless i mean i've seen a couple of the 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 naked prey running around with weapons they've been they've been a bit busy tonight so there's uh, even reasonable so doubt. I, I, I think spiritually for me to fully absorb his energy i think i i need to do this in private okay so um, that's fine, but also it's it's I, I agree it, it's the prey are not meant to have, and that's when the werewolf bursts through the trees. So uh, Iris, you and Lily are currently standing over um, a body, but you are definitely looking like all the people who are hunting people, and this werewolf is rushing directly for you. You were not informed by your sire about any of this because he's not a cool Camarilla guy. What do you do? I mean, I'm probably going to try to to 
vampire out if I can, but I'm not very strong. All right. It's probably so like thing- I, I feel like it's probably an uncontrollable instinct at this point. Yep, like there's totally there's fair. a there's a there's a werewolf rushing at me, and I got nothing but a crossbow I can't shoot. I will also say um, there is so much blood in the woods right now. Like this is. Yeah. It's like you've never, you haven't eaten in weeks and you're at the Mandarin. There's just tasty food smells everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So if you're going to vamp out, um, hmm. I think we could say uh, you take a voluntary frenzy. Uh, it's called riding the wave, which I think is very funny. <laughs> um, but it's where. Um, the urges you've been feeling towards all the, the stench of blood and, and all the, um, like, just the, the smell of humanity around you, you just, rather than fighting it, you succumb um, and throw yourself at, uh, at the, the werewolf. One thing worth noting is even if you're not very strong, uh, vampires can make bite attacks with your fangs um, because you may not be naturally strong, but you do have a mouth full of razor blades. <laughs> So let me just look up the rules on that. Um, and like, it's not like I know where Everett or Ridley is. No, you, you've got really no no other no, option. Yeah, yeah, no, this this makes perfect sense to me. Um, okay, um, one second, please. Let me just look this up. Um, Ridley, or sorry, uh, Everett. I assume you would just be helping um, Harvey up at this point, right? Like you're at this you're point, not yes, really sounds, paying, things paying are happening pretty fast. Yeah, okay, so. great. So, <laughs> yeah. um, I think what we'll say then is that kind of the end of your scene is like getting Harvey up. Um, and uh, he uh, he looks at you and like he's he's obviously very pale from from the blood loss and he's like naked and and uh, the, like no shame, just tired and and pretty hurt. Um, and he's yeah. just like, oh, oh, thank God. You know, I I knew you'd come for me, uh, Everett, uh, or or should I say Dracula? Um, and realizing that uh, your conversation with Dominique has revealed your nature to your partner, uh, you begin to drag Harvey out through the woods. Um, <clears throat> bite attacks. So, um, yes, uh, blah, 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 blah. Okay, so uh, this is good news for you, Miles. Regardless of the number of successes ruled, Vampire Fangs do two points of damage with a win on the brawl roll. Um, yeah, but so I don't got any brawl. <laughs> but you got frenzy. Rare. Rare. Um, so we'll say fury frenzy, probably, rather than, than hunger frenzy. Um, okay, so, Miles, go ahead, and we're going to say... I mean, I might uh, die, guys. It's it's possible. You've got uh so what do you have for strength? Um what what do you mean what do I have for strength? Uh on your uh, your sheet one. how many pibs do you one. have? One. Okay, so you got one for strength and you have zero for brawl? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to give you 3 for the frenzy. Um that said, uh all three of those are going to be hunger dice. Okay. So that means I'd have you have four dice, and, and all of realistically, them. Realistically, they'll all be. They're hunger, all hunger yeah. then, because I have I have one hunger, so that one that I have for strength will be hunger, and then those other three. That is correct. You've unleashed the nightmare. 
That I mean, that sounds like frenzy to me. Okay. Where will fight? Where will fight? You and Ridley are going to have so much in common soon. Two successes. Two successes. All right. Well, fuck, man. Uh, That's what the vamp teeth will do. Okay. Um, So, uh, where is... Okay. So, um, the werewolf leaps um, at the two of you. You just shove Lily to the ground. Not because you're trying to save her, but you just need her out of the fucking way. Um, and giving in to your, your primal instincts, uh, you bare your teeth. And with just all of the rage about all of this, about Emily losing an arm, about becoming a fucking vampire, about goddamn Iggy, about your sire, and all of this bullshit, you just leap full on at this, this wolf and just sink your teeth, um, into, uh, into her chest. Um, and, uh, she's going to take a, a swing at you with a big meaty paw. You deal, um, sorry, you said you had two successes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you deal a significant amount of damage. Um, she is still up, but, um, you get the sense like she like whimpers in, in pain as you do it. Uh, and then she's going to, uh, take an attack at you. All right. So, hmm, that would normally hit, but I'm going to use your frenzy score, so it does not. Uh, She misses. Um, Go ahead and roll again, please, Miles. The same four? Yeah. Uh, Ridley, you are are barreling through the trees with uh, the brains of influencers on your fingers. I think having lost your Morty at this point... Oh, yeah, um, Morty's dead. And uh, you see Iris, um, like, basically wrestling a werewolf. Great. Then it's just full-on miniature freight train into the side of the werewolf. All right. This is a full, like, wrestling tackle. <laughs> I just want to get fingers into its eyes and then get the eyes out. Gotcha. All right. Uh, so, Miles, what did you get from your... Two successes again. Damn. All right. Um... So at this point, you're just like viciously biting into her. Can you explain, uh, describe rather what uh, what this looks like as as the iris that you imagine like when she goes fucking feral vampire? What does this look like? Yeah, I feel like she's um, got her hands around the the werewolf's throat while like trying to burrow it towards, like using her teeth to burrow towards the werewolf's heart. <laughs> oh shit. All right, yeah, that's she's, cool. She's that, gone. That she's little... lost it. She just, like, yeah, yeah. maximum effect. Fully understand. Um, so your your teeth are, are crashing against ribcage right now. You can feel the wounds um, that you're inflicting starting to mend as you're doing it. Um, like, there, it's, there's a sickening moment where um, the werewolf's uh, muscles begin to, like, form around your tooth. And, like, you actually feel it almost, like, the same way a tree grows around something like it's healing up so rapidly that for a hot second, your tooth is like just fully enmeshed in, in werewolf flesh, um, which I think just triggers your general disgust as your, your face is also telling me. Um, so there's also just the sense of Iris being like, ew, no, fuck <laughs> off. Um, so you just start gnashing harder. Um, Ridley, you come barreling into this wolf. Uh, go ahead and roll, please. 
Yeah, I was going to say, seeing how fast it's healing, the goal would be like leap up for the head, and then I just want to try to pull the head off the torso. There's got to be a way to separate it. Oh, my God. Cool. So go ahead and roll for me, sir. That is three successes. Okay. And what is your, sorry, what, what's your damage? <laughs> what's your damage? How do I calculate that for an unarmed attack, Tom? Um, I think for your for your skill, it should say. If it doesn't, that's fine too. But if it you're doesn't. unarmed, ah, all right, uh, that's cool. Then I will just mark some damage. Because I don't. Yeah. So sorry. The then the special ability is you do aggravated, not superficial. Is that correct? Uh, against mortals, so I might just be throwing down traditional style with a werewolf. That's fair. Yep. Okay. Great. Um. Okay. So you start pulling. Um, you're just at this point, like Iris, you actually feel the impact of, of this and you look up and you see Ridley just like with dirt smeared on his face. Oh, thank just God. Grab either side say, of the head and, and start soaked pulling. in blood. Yeah. Yeah. He looks like a uh, fucking Brando coming out of the water in apocalypse now. And just starts <laughs> pulling on, on, uh, the werewolf's head. Uh, it's yeah, up to you, say, Iris. Pic- picture me on the back. I've got my both of my heels in like the small of its back, and the fingers are just under the jaw, and I'm just pulling full body away from you with the head. Um, Iris, you feel the rib crack, um, and um, you can see the the, the pulse um, of of a heart. You just hear the um, uh, the werewolf snarl, like, treacherous kindred scum. Uh, go ahead and roll. My four again. Uh, I'm going to make it five this time as the frenzy grows. Another hunger? The fire rises. It, yes. Yeah. All hunger. All hunger all the time, my friend. I hate that I'm not here to stop this. <laughs> <laughs> There's no stopping us. You're, keep, you're keeping Harvey alive. I care of my friend. She's justified in transforming and going sick house on these billionaires, and I'm... She's trying to, to kill. She's so straight up trying there. to kill me. What the fuck is supposed to talk her down? I know. I've, I. But that's for me to do, right? Like, I, don't she, worry. He's not here. The moral quandary is going to happen somewhere thing. else in the woods later. That's right now, exactly. you and I are having the best <laughs> fucking time. <laughs> I just have to sit here. Three and successes. Fuck. <laughs> oh my god, she's dead. You feel her rib cage give way as you plunge your head into her chest cavity close your fangs around uh, her still beating heart and tear it out of her chest, falling away with the still beating organ clutched between your jaws uh, as it just continues to fucking pump blood all over you. You hear um, uh, the werewolf just howl in in fury and pain and stumble backward um, Ridley, you go with it, uh, and when you hit the ground in, like, wrestling grapple terms, you just sling your legs over the neck and shoulders, squeeze, and fucking pull as hard as you can. And it's a full body stretch, um, but sure enough, uh, that wolf's head comes off. Um, it does, the, the, the spinal cord doesn't quite separate the way you'd hoped it would, um, so it's still, like, awkwardly dangling off, but... Uh, um, yeah, this is, uh, this is one fucking dead werewolf. Um, Miles, you can reduce your hunger to zero. Thank you. Um, but <laughs> here's, uh, here's the challenge. Um, 
soaked now in blood. Also, like, uh, feel free to paint a picture for me in terms of how you're standing. Like, are you, are you like dropped into like a feral like, you know, low thing, or is your feral like tall and regal? Tall like, and you regal. Go, like, tall and regal. All right. So real spooky, like Galadriel put on the ring, mm-hmm. row. Um, you just see the pulse of a heartbeat nearby, and you stride towards it. Uh oh. Um, go ahead and roll to resist the frenzy. Um, this is going to be a willpower based, uh, sorry, I dropped my book. One sec. Oh. Willpower based. I I think we have not had uh, to resist frenzy to date. So give me one second to make sure I've got the rule correct. Uh, okay. Hey. <laughs> Ridley does not even notice this as a moral quandary because he just sees another hunter about to get eaten and he's just pumped and he's like, oh yeah, you you fucking get her. <laughs> so cool. And then he looks right. at the head and he's like, you're going above the fucking fireplace in a bar. What, um, how many willpower points do you have right now, Miles? Five. Five? Uh, and what is your humanity? Uh, seven. Seven. All right. So you get to you get to add one third of your humanity rounded down. So uh, if that's seven two, so five, so seven. You get to roll seven dice to resist your frenzy. Any of them hunger dice? Uh, no, because you've uh, you've right, right, snaked right. your thirst. Uh, however, before you roll this, I do want to ask uh, a question. Given that this is the first time that Iris has given in to frenzy. And she's not particularly trained as a vampire. Do you think she would actually have the like the wherewithal to try and resist this, or do you think, given that she leaned into this to protect herself, that this is just who she is right now? I think she still has enough of her humanity left that she would try. Okay, cool. I buy that. So go ahead and roll, please. Four successes. Um, you stand over um, Lily, who just like fires a crossbow bolt into your God chest that you just smack away. Uh, like it sticks in your chest and you just crack it off. Um, and you stand over her for a moment. Um, and then you spit out the heart. Uh, you stare her down and slowly recognizing that you don't want to become as much a monster as these people, you, you calm yourself, um, but she's looking up at you with abject terror. What do you say? I'm sorry, but I had to save us. Um, she just nods quietly um, and then offers up the crossbow and um, she says thank you sponsor shit and with that uh, <laughs> the crew fades off into the night Ridley you bring the, the head back to the bar with you um, yeah and we'll have to bring this fucking lily lady cause this is a fucking train wreck she yeah. knows about werewolves and us so you, you bring her with you as well. Um, I assume, and you, correct me if I'm wrong, 
neither of you would stay to mop up the rest of this, right? You're just going to let let the rest of this happen. Um, now there are well, like actively werewolves here, running yeah, through the trees the and murdering. Well, people. yeah, they're murdering people because I was going to say like if they get this, is is the is the thought that the werewolves are going to sweep all of this up? Because like if it gets under control and we're not there, and our bodies are, aren't there, odds are this is going to be a massacre one way or another. Um. I would say based on who you guys are at this point and your status in the world and what you've seen, um, I think the Coterie would run because this is too big. And this isn't like a masquerade breach anymore. This is like, like there's been a masquerade breach with Grimm and with Lily. Mm -hmm. But the rest of this, you actually don't know who's going to come out on top. Yeah. Either all the humans are going to win and kill all the werewolves or the werewolves are going to win, kill all the humans. And quite frankly, either way, the two of you can't really affect yeah, that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I think on the way out, Ridley would make calls to, like, the people that he left burner phones with, telling them to, like, bug the fuck out and head towards the car, wherever their vehicle is. Mm -hmm. uh, and then he'd probably, on the way past the house, just shoot a bunch of guns through the windows, to get, not at anyone, but just to spook the staff into running. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I feel like he'd ask Iris on the way to be like, oh, sorry, fucking bartenders, did I know? Or did I just suck? <laughs> so uh, the good news is uh, I rolled to see what percentage of uh, the innocent people get away. Um, with the amount of chaos that's occurred with your calls and with the, the blind fire into the building, um, approximately 70% of the non-LGS um, people uh, make it out. Uh, including a very happy kangaroo Aww. who now haunts the woods around Montreal. Um, so the kangaroo's fucked come winter. Yeah, but I mean, for now. Oh no! So. Not when we send a Bouchard to look after it. Got to get out in the woods. Kangaroos love syrup. Um, so with a werewolf head happily in your lap, a terrified real estate agent wedged between you and a blood-soaked poet laureate <laughs> former poet laureate um you pack uh i assume you got to just get in in everett's car i think i don't think there's the you, you're soaked in blood i don't think there's any calling anyone no. except everett maybe you you would have booked it for the hospital i assume with what well, what would your tactic have been as soon as you got harvey into the car um it was going to be to call uh, and let them know that there are that there are werewolves in the woods and to get out. I've got the Bluetooth yep. headset. Yeah, we, we we fucking know. We're on our way to the fucking car. Side note, masquerade breach, kind of bringing a lady. Not a problem. All going well. Also, I killed a werewolf. I've got his fucking head. Oh, no. <laughs> and uh, with that, the Coterie reconvenes in the car. Everett, you, you look at the, the very familiar werewolf head. No, I recognize her. I tore her heart out with my teeth. <laughs> I'm so fucking proud of you. That was really great. And then I'll rip its head off, and now we can put it up in a bar, and the vampires will know not to fuck with us. Guys, this is my first kill. I'm so proud of you. I'm going to get you a fucking necklace. We're going to get you something really fucking nice, because I've got about $100,000 we could spend a celebrate. I'm feeling really amped, guys. Let's all do drugs. And then Lily reaches out her hand. And she's like, and I'm Lily. Uh, and with that, uh, the Coterie packs into the car. Everett, you you just stare straight ahead, put it into gear, and 
with Harvey kind of like smiling at you, being like, don't worry, partner. It's all going to be all right. No, Harv, it is not. And with that, the coterie takes off into the night. This episode of Blood and Syrup features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, and Megan Miles at Maggie Miles on Twitter, featuring storyteller Tom McGee at McGee TD on Twitter. This episode was edited by Tom McGee, and all of Dum Dums and Dice's art is by Decapitated Markers at Decapitated Marker on Twitter. That's M R K R. Our theme songs are What's Really Going On Right Now by Chase Allen Willis, and Traffic by Kai Engel, and all our ads use tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. All of their music is available on freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dumb Dumbs and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. You can also get merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice and you can join our Patreon of Darkness, patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. Sleep well, children of the night. Ah, 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 ah. Spooky. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, DM Rob, Christopher Little, Joshua White, Olin Anderson, Sue One, Devin Boyce, George Dolby, One True Artistry, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.